You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast. Bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement to the world. 24 hours a day. The power of the Christian testimony. Join the God Movement. Hi, everyone. I'm Barbara Beck, host of Welcome Home on Good Life 45. And you're listening to my good friends, Fritz, Mike, and Tina, right here on God Stories Radio. Bringing hope comfort, and encouragement to the world through the power of the Christian testimony. Keep listening for a big blessing from the Lord. Welcome, everyone, to God Stories Radio. This is session 187. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on, guys? Thursday night. Thursday night. Yoo-hoo. No place I'd rather be. Got to work on that yoo-hoo, Mikey. (laughs) Really? It's kind of wimpy. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody out there. It's Thursday night right here. It's God Stories Radio. Welcome each and every one of you to the podcast tonight. No place Thursday I'd rather night. be. You Absolutely. Bet. Ah, diggity. What's going on over there, Mikey? Another challenging week, right at the beginning uh, again, three weeks know. in a row. I, I I think most weeks are going to be challenging. Anytime you're stepping out and trying to do something for the Lord, it, it's not easy. I've got to confess, though, I feel, I've felt things heating up this week as well. Yeah. I just think it's, it is. It's, it's turned it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. You bet. So you're not you're not alone in that, you know. Mm-hmm. You're in good company. No, I mean we've we've been facing attacks from uh, all different sectors. Yeah, it's true. Of you our know? life, you know, <laughs> it's like come we're on. like, where is this coming from? You know, and I I'm convinced it's because we're we're on the right track. Right. So I know it beyond it a shadow is. of a doubt. I know that when you're you're doing the Lord's work, that uh, it's not going to be easy because. He said that. Yes, he did. That's what he hath said. It's going to be easy or it's not going, it's to, be, not going to be easy. easy. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we've got some Facebook likes, right, I Mike? bet we do. I know one of them that just liked uh, liked us today, I think. I think he did. Yeah. Going to be a, a future guest. Well, the first one is last week's guest. Oh, yeah. Nicole Phillips. Nicole. Nicole, we love you. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, thank you so much. Man, what a great show that was. Oh, boy. Absolutely. We've had so much fun with her, and hopefully she's going to be one of our kind of people that we stay in touch with, you know? Well, she says she comes to uh, Orlando a couple times a year, so hopefully she can plan it where she can actually sit down in the studio. I'm looking forward to that. that would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. All right, the second one. Oh, boy. (laughs) David. Andre Jackzuk. Good David? job. Yeah, David. Thank you so much, right, thank Dave. You. We thank appreciate, you, David. Appreciate the like. Thank you so much. And the last one, he did do it today, Bo Duke. Mr. Bo Duke. Bo. Going to be on February the 21st. Awesome. Mr. Bo Duke. Been a while. All right. And so. I kind of, uh, our January 10th guest, I kind of uh, confirmed that. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Our January what guest? 10th. January 10th guest. Okay. Fantabulous. This is great. <clears throat> Just gets better and more better. Uh-huh. We're, we're booked all the way through February. I know it. Through the end of February. Yes, wow. we are. Man, God is so good. He is. And it's only December. <laughs> <laughs> Not even mid-December. I know it. Yeah. I know it. I'm wondering when we're going to be able to say, well, we're booked this year, <laughs> but we I, can book you for next year. Yeah, it uh, it could come. I'm telling you what, you know. I guess technically I could say that right now. Yeah, well, the growth yeah, really. that we've seen is <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really God's, God's speed. 
Right. Like, well, <laughs> he's setting them up. I saw so, that in so many areas, especially my daughter. My goodness, I won't tell you that story. Maybe I'll have her on to tell that story. That'd Absolutely. Be even better. I saw her little Facebook post. How today. she got that job. Well, six years, I guess it's been her. She's her anniversary mm-hmm. for the liver and kidney yeah. transplant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Her transplant anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Well, babe, give you the honors of uh, introducing our guest. With pleasure. Well, our guest actually contacted us because she's been listening for several months. And, you know, we always make the call out there to everyone saying, hey, please write us. Let us know that you're interested in being on the show. Come give your testimony. Share it with the world. Well, this guest, she definitely heard that calling in her heart and she was obedient to it. Um, She's from Minnesota in uh, the Lino Lake area very small town and um, she's a student uh, in an accelerated program for social work. So she's definitely one of the academic types here. You definitely got to feel a calling to be in social work. Yes, that you is do. not easy. No, it's not. And she's the proud mother of an 18 year old son who will be deployed in January of this coming year. Wow. Yeah, she's got a lot going on. She does. She's a busy lady, but she made time for us here at God Stories Radio. So grateful. So without any further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Laura Carrie Stafsky. Hey, Laura, welcome to the show. Welcome, Laura. Hi. Wow. I feel very welcomed. (laughs) You are. Thank you for having me on here. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thank you for contacting us. Yes. Thank you for saying yes. To, to that really means a lot to be here, and I, I, I'm really excited at this moment to say things that have been on my heart. Well, that's wonderful. I know I got the opportunity to read some about your testimony, but can you start before you get into your testimony with just a little bit about yourself? Sure. That would be a good place to start. So I am 48 years old. And I am, uh, as Tina explained, I have lived in Minnesota for all my life. And um, actually, I have grown up in foster homes. And so um, when you grow up in foster homes, you kind of get a little bit of different perspective in life. And um, that said, I was, I decided that I wanted to do something with that and um, instead of it being um, a bad experience with my life um, I wanted to turn that into a good thing and uh, I couldn't have done it without God's grace but um, and I will definitely get more into that when I start talking about myself and what happened with my life but um, I just wanted to tell everybody the reason why I'm here is I want to share with whoever's listening if about my journey of, of how I found God's love and grace in my life. That's a perfect starting point. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Got my attention. <laughs> um, as I said, I when I was two years old, my parents were already separated and divorced. And unfortunately, I did not stay with my mom. My mom had quickly moved on to another relationship with a person that was very abusive and for my safety and that of my sisters, we both had to go into foster care. And um, from that point, by the time I was four, I had already been in three foster homes. And that's a lot of moving around for a little child. So by the time I ended up in my fourth foster home, I was four years old. And I just remember wondering, where is my mom? (laughs) You know, what's going on in my life? And I felt really lonely. And it was hard, you know, making these changes, being in in a place where there's strangers and you don't know who they are and going to people and they asking you questions and you know, I just remember through that process of being at that foster home that, you know, although I stayed there until I was nine, I just remember periods of time 
where they, they had me go to different schools, to different churches. And um seems like I was always going through lots and lots of changes. Um, and unfortunately, I was also really lonely. I didn't have any friends. And unfortunately, at that foster home, the foster mom, she wasn't too involved in caring for me. She struggled with bipolar. And um, there were many times where she just wasn't functioning very well. And so oftentimes, if you can just imagine this visually, a child being six years old, climbing up on top of kitchen counters and standing on the counter to reach into the cupboards to try to find something to eat. No one was making the meals there. I had to basically feed myself. And the only thing I could do was make a bowl of cereal. And so a lot of times that's what I ate. And I made big bowls of cereal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, my mother's mom, she would come to pick me up on Saturdays. And I looked forward to that because I was, like I said, I was really lonely and I felt like no one cared about me. I didn't feel um, very good about myself. And um, she started doing this, I would say, probably from the age of three all the way until I was 16. I I would see her every Saturday. And um, I also had a relationship with my other grandma, who was a Christian. And this is the part where I can tell you my life started to change. Um, My dad was out of the picture, but I, for some reason, God made it possible for me to see both my grandparents. I don't understand that because most of my parents didn't really play a part in my life, but God let both of the grandmas have a heart for me and want to be involved. So, um, but my dad's mom, she was a Christian and because of her life and the way that she was, she was one of those infectious kind of Christians, you know, always smiling, laughing, and you always wondered, why is she so happy? (laughs) (laughs) I and I really miss her because she's not here anymore. She's in heaven. But um, I remember when I was six, I said to her, why is church so boring? <laughs> <laughs> and she just laughed and she said, well, if you come to my church, it's not boring. And so I said, really? She said, yeah, you got to come sometime. And, and so I did. And she was right. It wasn't boring, but I also became quickly aware of how hungry I was for Christ. And I could see the love in people, even though I didn't know who God was. And so I remember being in my bed at night and I would sing songs to Jesus. I would, I would sing songs that start with J E S U S. I would just, go through the whole letters until I either fell asleep or until I was done. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know who God was, but I mean, it just seemed like something that I know that he knew and I knew he existed. But when I got older, <clears throat> my foster dad died and they were going to adopt me, but that's not what God's plan was. I never got to say goodbye to my foster dad because he died in the hospital. And for some reason, the social worker didn't think that it would be good for me to see, um, I guess, my dead foster dad. But I think looking back at that now, it made it really hard for me to put closure to that. But from there, um, I want to tell you, ironically, at the same time, my mother terminated their parental rights. And that was just horribly devastating to me. I, I actually ended up feeling first grade. And um, I just felt like emotionally I was spiraling down and to a, a place where I felt like I was not going to get out of this sadness that I felt. I mean, not only did I not feel loved, but I felt incredibly confused about why I even existed in the first place. And I definitely didn't want to live with my dad, but that was seemed to be the only choice that I had at the time. And so 
I went to live with my dad. The good that came out of it, though, was that my grandma, because of her life, I became a Christian. I remember one night I was sleeping over at her house, and there was a song that she played when she came home by a lady whose name is Evie. I don't know if you're familiar with Evie, but she was a beautiful Christian lady singer. And when I heard her voice, it was like the Holy Spirit just had it. It was so anointed. I I just felt like it just pierced through my soul, her voice. It was like angels. And it was so beautiful. I, I just felt um, like I wanted whatever that was that that lady had. I, I just wanted it. And um, I accepted my Lord and Savior the next time I went to church. I, um, I asked him to be Lord and Savior in my life. And I just remember um, my mom wasn't there, but my grandma was, and so was my dad. And I, I remember he, he had tears down his eyes, and the pastor invited him up to the, to the front of the chapel. And I just remember us both just crying and crying and crying. And it's just something um, I'll never, ever forget, ever. You know, when you first have that first love with Jesus, you. You're so excited that that you have hope in your life, and you think, "Wow, okay, now that I have Jesus in my life, I, I got a big daddy, so better watch out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but what we don't expect is that our lives don't change instantly, and that that takes time, um, a lot of time. Because, unfortunately, our flesh and our, and our mind, they're not renewed. So that's something that we have to do by applying the Bible and the scriptures. And it's a process that takes place through the Holy Spirit and over time, which I didn't know that during that time in my life. So um, I wanted things on my terms. And I quickly learned that God has things on his terms. And in yes, his time. <laughs> Boy, you so spoke a lot that, of truth there just now. Yeah. Boy, and, you know, I tell you, I really spent a lot of time doing things my way with uh, regret. Because, well... You know, like I said, when you don't renew your mind, you're not really having that one-on-one connection with God, like you know, like you get when you spend time that quality time with God and get to know Him, and, and that Word just really gets inside your spirit. And that, you know, that takes time because a lot of times when you first know of Jesus and you ask Him to be a part of your life, it takes time to understand. Him, but then to really learn who he is, this is something that you can't explain too much with words. You have to experience it through his grace, his forgiveness, and his love. And the only way you can do that is when he takes you through things and you learn to trust him. You learn to learn what his love is like, and you want that, and you and you let him, you know, change your life and open your heart. It's not easy to do. And for me, you know, I had family members that um, wouldn't acknowledge me and they turned against me. And I had people that would promise me things and they didn't do it. And so as a child, not having adult figures um, who are authority figures, not be accountable, it made it really hard for me to trust God. And on top of that, I had a mental health issue later in life, and I thought, wow, um, where's God in all this? You know? Mm-hmm. And I looked at the fact that I made a lot of choices and didn't include God in them, such as marrying the wrong person. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You think I would learn once? No, I did it three times. Oh. <laughs> mm. Hello. Good company, Laura. 
it took me three times, I guess, to get it through my head that, uh, hello, you know, um, God is trying to tell you something. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think part of that is just because my family on both sides, they have their own ways of communicating. And I think that I grew up not really knowing how to communicate very well. (laughs) So, you know, there's that dysfunctional part of you. But thank God for his grace because he is the one who changes us because he loves us so much, you know. Laura, sorry, just a quick question for you. Have you discovered the reason why you had a hard time communicating? When I look at the role models in my life, they weren't very good. I didn't have very good examples. And no one spent the time to actually teach me what good communication looks like. So the Holy Spirit had to teach me. Have you ever been in a place in your life? Have you ever been in a place in your life where you said something and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says to you, uh, you know, you don't want to treat people like that. That's how he taught me. Is that a time or two? Yeah, a time or two. (laughs) Well, he gave me, you know, the word of God in in Ephesians, um, it talks about Ephesians chapter 2, I believe it's verse 10. It talks about how um, God puts that sensitivity. Or maybe, no, maybe it's Ezekiel eleven nineteen. I don't know one of those two verses, though. It does talk about how God takes away your stony heart. And it's, he puts uh, within us a heart that will be touched by God and responsive to his gives you um, a heart of flesh. spirit. Yeah, yeah. I really feel like most of the first 16, first 16 years of my life were really traumatic, but then I feel like the, the 16 years after was him doing that. <laughs> and that's how I found God's grace, because even though I felt lost, and I was lost, it was 16 years of him showing me constantly he's not going to give up on me. And that I don't have to lose hope and that I kept waiting for God to to disappoint me, to be honest with you, because everybody else did. And he didn't. I kept waiting for him to to tell me he didn't love me, but he didn't. (laughs) Because that's not the God he was. I think I went through times of testing him on purpose just to see if, if, you know, if he would love me still, you know, um, I think I struggle I struggle with the same thing too, Laura, because you know, I think when you when you haven't had certain affirmation in your life, it kind of becomes a, an issue for you going forward. And that's part of the healing that Jesus does. He constantly right. will reaffirm you and just love you. You're right. But now I want to share something that I feel is really, really important to share to the person out there who's listening, because maybe you're in a place right now with what I'm going to share. You see, when you have really gotten to a place in your life where you feel like you've lost hope, and you as a person feel like you're a failure, like things that you've done, mistakes you've made, choices you've made, and it's caused your life to be where you don't want it to be. And you know, you know in your heart that, you know, God had something different for you. And you look at all the people that's affected you, you can feel really miserable. And I've been there. And that's what despair looks like. But I can tell you through my own journey that this is what I consider like a valley. And I can tell you that even in your darkest, darkest valley, there is Jesus. He is with you in that valley. And it's so easy to believe when you're there that there's no hope, that you're never going to get better. Um, You can listen to those messages if you want, but they're not from God. In fact, um, if you listen to those messages, it's just going to bring you further into the hole of despair. And I know because there was a time where I wanted to end my life. And I did try to end my life. 
And um, it was during the last divorce I had, I didn't want to be a single, I didn't want to be a, a part-time mom. I didn't want to lose custody of my son. You know, I, I lost my firstborn son, he was stillborn. And there was no way I was going to lose my second son, you know. Um, but it happened. And it broke me, literally. Um, I just was devastated. I couldn't believe that God let that happen. And um, I can tell you that during those times when you feel the most broken, I can tell you this honestly, those are the times that God uses the most to shape and mold you and form the deepest work in you that you can't even see right in the middle of what you're going through. You can't. You can't see it. Amen. I can honestly tell you that either he will deliver you in that situation or he will give you the strength to go through it. But someday, after you've gone through that deep valley, and sometimes it takes many seasons to go through it, but once you do go through it, you will look back at that and say, Wow, I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's when he's building character. Absolutely. You know, when I look back at the times that my family turned on me and I couldn't understand, you know, and it was a deep pain. You know, Jesus, he filled my heart with so much love and and I embraced his grace that today I can honestly say I have a wonderful relationship with my mom. And I'm really in a place where I'm ready to reconcile with my family wholeheartedly. Remember when Joseph got kidnapped and, you know, they tried, his brothers tried to kill him and he ended up being a slave and in a different country. Mm-hmm. And by the time they reconciled, how, how moved Joseph was, you know, he was grieving because he felt so much hurt. But yet God, all the work, all the work that God did in that man's life by using those tragic moments it changed joseph profoundly and joseph was not the same person when he saw his brothers and that's kind of what i'm saying i went through a joseph experience in my life and i just want to say if you're struggling with your mental health part of the things that god did for me to get me in a good place to be stable in order to be in a place where i could forgive people and get healthy again is he helped me find the right kind of people to help me, like doctors that were good for me. And he helped me get stable. And then once he helped me get stable, he helped me make some good choices. And I started listening to him. And once I started listening to him, I started understanding his love. And that's all I needed and all I wanted. So, Amen to that. And just, I know maybe you're the person at Christmas time, you know, you don't get to spend much time with your family, or maybe you feel, don't have any family to celebrate with. Maybe you're out there feeling like this is not a good time right now for you, and you're struggling. I can let you know, I've been there. I've, I've, I have gone through that. It, it hurts. I know it hurts. But mm-hmm. I can also tell you that Jesus knows your pain, too. And like I said before, it's easy to be in that very moment and think things will never, ever get better. But I am trying to tell you, it's a moment. It is not your whole life, and you will get better. You just can't close your heart to God. Yeah, amen to that. Boy, she said a mouthful there, didn't she, Mikey? And he saves every tear. Yes, he does. And that uh, verse you were talking about, uh, Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I remove from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Right. Yeah, it's also in Ezekiel eleven nineteen, as she stated. Um, let me read it here. Make sure I'm on the right one. And I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart. 
so they will obey my decrees and regulations. And I think when you're in a place where you have lost hope, I can honestly say pray because when you're in that place, you don't have strength for anything. But praying will really get you through this time in your life. I have been in situations where I did not feel like I could do anything but pray. But I can tell you that through prayer, I have learned to trust Jesus in situations where I had absolutely no control whatsoever. And he took care of everything. And I just honestly, it's only by God's grace I can say that I'm here today. When you think about it, though, Laura, that's really kind of the best place you can be in. Yes, because it, yes, where it we are weak, he is strong. And uh, yeah. sounds like you are pretty codependent on the Father for most of your testimony. Mm-hmm. This Again, that's the best place to be. Well, there's no better person to be trained by than the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know? You just, um, when you have no father and when you have no mother, who's going to parent you? That's right. Father will. You know? Yep. Father will. And a lot of times you don't even realize that that's what he's doing, especially when bad things happen to you. You're mm-hmm. like, where are you, God? But believe it or not, he's there. He's doing his work. You just can't see it right away. Mm-hmm. Yep. He certainly is. Certainly is. It's you amazing. know that, you know, the Bible, when it talks about light being light and salt, you know, um, I think about salt as being like a flavor enhancer. We put salt on our food because we want our food to taste good. I think about when the Bible references salt, I think he wants his people to be salt in the earth, to share his word and have flavor. But not everybody has the same flavor. And I would like to believe that for me to go out in the world as a social worker, that I can bring my own salt (laughs) (laughs) and uh, be a light in the world, you know, as a steward and be accountable for the gifts he's given me. But I don't want to do it for myself. I want to do it unto the glory of God. Amen. That's such a valid point, though, that you bring up, is that everybody is a different flavor. And when you bring those flavors together, it makes a good dish. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> we'll have a nice booyah. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, how they reference the parts of the body, that, that the church is the body and and everybody has their parts. Some are arms, some are legs. And uh, right. it's just the same as uh, the reference of uh, salt and, and the flavor. I, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Laura, I have no doubt that you're going to do wonderful things in the social world. I agree with field. that. Amen to that. Absolutely. You're, you. you're in the right place. You bet. And you're looking up to the right person. I'm looking forward to having God work in my life more. It's not going to be easy. I know that I will still go through more valleys. You know, you can't come through something that I've been through. I mean, I ended up going in more foster homes than just stopping at age nine. I ended up being in more foster homes until I was 18. I really didn't experience what stability was until I turned 30. Hmm. So you can't really go through a lot of crisis situations without experiencing some scars and some deeply ingrained messages that you learned as a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes time to change your mind and to renew it. And it's like, I feel like I'm an onion. God just slowly peels off the, the bad skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's doing he's doing it with all of us, yes, you know. I think about that all the time too because you know, I'm I'm about the same age as you too and I'm like, wow, you know, there's still more layers to come off all the time. You know, and those scars mm-hmm. earn you the right to minister to people with with similar problems. That's right. Absolutely, because nobody can dispute your testimony. No, and, no. and nobody can be a more of an effective 
person to minister and to counsel than somebody, somebody that's been, been there. You been better through believe it. it. Right. Absolutely. Right. But I, I can honestly say that I don't think that I would have chose this path had I not gone through all this. None of us would. So yeah. then, so okay. then we have to wonder, am I doing the will of God? Because, you know, I know in his word, it says he works all things for the good. That he does. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. mm -hmm. Isaiah 64. 64. 64. 64. Man. Right. I love that. One thing that I try to practice in my life is I try to pray ahead of time for seasons. I I ask God to prepare me ahead of time for something that I need to be prepared for. And I ask him for that wisdom. And when I pray for my son, I ask the Lord to help my son make better choices to impact his future in a positive way. And I always ask him, I always ask God for his will to be done, you know, because there's that, there's the sovereign will of God. And then there's the, um, well, I, I guess the permissive will of God, I guess that's the word yes. you would use. So. I, I do ask the Father for His sovereign will to be done in our lives. Those are tough prayers. Yes, they are. That's kind of like what yeah. I'm doing right now. They're yeah, tough Mikey prayers. always prays over the ministry, and when he prays, you know, we always ask the the Father to show us what things look like. You know, if we feel like we're going to another level or we're going to be turning some kind of a corner, you know, that we're not familiar with, that's been our prayers. That Father, will you show us what it looks like? And, and he will, and we, we call it the bone, you know, where he just throws us a bone <laughs> once in a while, and he'll do it. If you ask yeah. him for it, he will do it. No, but she's, I'm no kidding. She I've mentioned... been woke up in the middle of the night, and he's like had me praying for something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does do that. Yeah. What were you going to say, Mikey? Um, as she was saying that... Um, she pr- would pray before something, you know, were to come about or, you know, something that's about to happen or, you know, and that's kind of like what I was talking to you tonight about where my week went sour at the beginning again for a third week in a row. And, uh, that's what I've been doing, praying beforehand and being ready for that negative step to happen. He's stretching you, Mikey, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. There's a, it's a learned process, but there's a nugget in there somewhere. Oh, there wants, is, but not only that, you to get. they'll see the Jesus in me when, when that springs forth. Well, that's the attitude to have, buddy. That's right. I'm telling you, amen to that. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Something that the Holy Spirit showed me about that was, he said, oftentimes what, how we respond in the season we're in now and our preparedness for that season reflects what the next season is going to be like. Wow. So if I don't spend if I don't spend time in this season preparing spiritually and you know really packing in God's word or just doing things that He prompts me to do, it could impact my preparedness for the next season. Mm-hmm. Boy, what a great truth! That you know, is. I don't know if you experience this, but there's the difference between opening the book of the Bible and and reading ten minutes a day, to, and I call that the drive-through. Where you just go through the drive-through, get your food, and, and check out, and then there's the sit down and let's have a meal with God experience, where you take that half hour and you really just soak in the word, you know. So, like I said, it depends on how you want to prepare in your season, but there really is, I think, something to say when um, you have to look at all the distractions in your life and decide, okay. Where am I not disciplined? And try to figure out what, you know, what's more important at that time. You know, it could really make a difference for how you respond. Amen to that, Laura. I'm going to buy your book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only speaking stuff that the Holy Spirit taught me himself. (laughs) I know it. That's why it stands a hair up on my arms. I love to hear truth like that. That's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, Laura, we are just so glad that you chose to share Absolutely. your story with us. Absolutely I'm really thrilled. Glad I'm that telling you, it was awesome. Say something. I'm really glad that I finally got to speak something like this into the world. You know, there's that great commission where it talks about sharing the, the word of God and, and sharing Jesus with people. And when I was a kid, um, I did go to a Christian church and I did go to a Christian school for just a very brief time in my life. And I remember being really fired up for God. <laughs> I mean, really fired up for God. And uh, I would tell everybody about Jesus, no matter who you were. And I feel, you know, like I've lost some of that in my life. And, and so part of me wanting to be a social worker is to put some purpose in my life again and to just be able to feel like I'm making a difference. But this, doing something like this, I feel like it's, it's unto the Lord. I, I just really want to have that opportunity to share something positive with the, with the world. You know, what's, what's a beautiful thing about this too, Laura, like you've come and you've given your testimony here tonight, but this testimony will live on because right. people will listen to it years and years and years from now, you know, it, it will still continue to be there and other people will be able to hear it no matter where they are, right. they'll be able to download it and listen to it. So even though your story is evolving and changing and, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, you know, you're in a different, different avenue. Your testimony for this moment in time is still captured here, affecting lives. I can tell you it's affecting lives already because there's been people on uh, that I've been chatting with on Mixler that uh, are really enjoying her story. And uh, some people have been really touched tonight. So you've already touched some folks. Awesome. Miss Laura. I promise you. I didn't. Jesus did. There you go. Well, there you go. That's the truth. That's who gets the credit. Amen. It's not. It's nothing yeah. we do. That's for sure. Right. It's his story and mm -hmm. us. Amen to that. Yeah. Fantastic. I, there's no way, absolutely no way that I did this work. <laughs> if I had stayed my same person, I would, I would not be a very nice person right now. That's for sure. Well, thanks for being his willing vessel. Amen. Yes. yes. Thanks for being obedient and reaching out to us. And just, uh, I just knew this would be a wonderful show. I did. And it is. It is. And I know that as Mikey says, there's someone's out there that needed to hear what you had to say, Miss Laura. And that's the truth. And as Tina had said, someone's down the road in the future will hear this. Amen to that. Touch them as well. Absolutely. Well, if you want to get a hold of us like, uh, Ms. Laura did and uh, share your testimony. It's God Stories Radio at gmail.com. You can drop us a line there. If you're not the, uh, the podcast type or you're pretty shy, you can just uh, jot your testimony down and send it in to us. Uh, we've read them before. Yes, we have. And we've also read, uh, you know, testimonials of people's stints in their day and, and stuff like that. And we love that. It's all about. It's just exploiting the name of Jesus. Right. And, and it's God's stories. It's a God stories. That's and right. Just a reminder to you folks who are international, you know, you can contact us and give your testimony through Skype. You sure can. We can do Skype. And uh, are we doing one in the near future? We are. We're going to do uh, the Philippines, the Philippines, a testimony from the Philippines. And uh, can't wait. So we've got uh, God has blessed us with some avenues uh, that if you feel called as as miss laura did to give your testimony by gosh we can do it we'll make it happen because there are someone's out there that needs to hear what right. you have to say and if anybody has any questions for laura you can certainly send them in to god stories radio tina at gmail.com we'll be sure to get those questions over to her yep and if you want to give your testimony it's also god stories radio tina at gmail.com <laughs> That's right. If you want well, to get we would good, love to uh, have you sitting right here. That's right. If you want to get a good recipe for some uh it's God Stories Radio. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh she probably does have some good recipes. You should know. Especially if you like Indian food. I do know. Okay. I love her Indian food, but it does not love me back. I don't know why. It's partial. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, thanks again, Miss Laura, for 
for coming on the show and giving your testimony and uh, hang on the line with us so we can tell you goodbye. And sure. uh, my pleasure. I'm going to uh, give the uh, email address one more time, godstoriesradio at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, like us on Facebook, because we love to say your name. And not only that, we post all new episodes on Facebook and you can learn what we're doing. And Mikey posts some really nice uh, inspirational things out of the word on there and it's just things that will encourage you on a daily basis and and you can keep in touch with us there you can message us there and it's kind of one of the best avenues at at this point but you know uh, whatever your listening avenue of choice is whether it's uh, iHeartRadio or Spotify or iTunes Spreaker Stitcher you know God has blessed us to be on all those avenues and we're a free resource so take advantage of us you know we're God Stories Radio and and it's God before everything else. Amen. All right. Stories yes, Radio podcast. And we're here for you. We've had no other agenda. We've been doing this for almost going on well, six years it's now. It's a bit over five and a half years. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we just uh, praise the Lord for each and every one of you. So, all right. Well, that about wraps it up for session 187. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless.
Desperate for a touch of him. 